Hi there, and welcome to the Four Parents Podcast. I'm your host, Ivy Lassiter, and I'm so glad you're here. Pop in your earbuds and multitask while we talk about all of the parenting stuff, lessons learned, funny stories, and practical wisdom from normal people who have been there. In today's episode, I'm talking with Debbie, and she and her husband, John, have raised two boys. Both boys are currently at A&M and are thriving. I spent a significant amount of time with her oldest son, Zach, because he was a summer intern for me. He was focused, a hard worker, thorough, diligent. You get the idea. I mean, he just made things happen, (laughs) and he was really fun. And I think it was that summer that his mom, Debbie, told me that Zach had ADHD. And she told me a bit about her journey as a mom of navigating that. It's one of those conversations that stuck with me, and I wanted to share it with you. So here it is. Okay, so let's jump back to when Zach was little and things that you noticed about his personality. Okay. Well, from the very beginning, he was a very busy baby. Mm -hmm. He did not nap well. He did not sleep well and was active all the time. (laughs) He was not a snuggly baby. (gasps) Okay. He was all elbows and knees, and I need to get out of your hold to go and explore and do other things. So that was the start. Um, But as he moved into, like, preschool Mm -hmm. um, and the nursery here at church, I remember when— One Sunday after we picked him up from the nursery, we were standing outside, and one of our friends who had been working in the nursery that day came out, and she let us know that Zach had hit his friend in the nose and given him a bloody nose. No. So she came out. Like, what age is this? Like, four-ish or? Maybe three or four. Oh, my gosh. Little. These are the kinds of things that, like, when you hear them, you're like, oh. Yeah. It's awful. It's like, oh, that was my kid. Yes. Yes. And so, but she said that, she said it out loud. She's like, I was wondering whose kid that was. And I thought, ooh, okay. So that was one of my first memories of he is not acting like other kids. Or his behavior is defining kind of how, who I am and Uh how I am as a parent. Yes. Um, When he got into preschool, we would get notes almost daily. Really? Yes. Zach jumped on so-and-so. Zach pushed somebody. Zach, whatever it was. Uh-huh. And when I would go to the birthday parties, and I would introduce myself, and the moms were all like, oh, we've heard a lot about Zach. And I was like, oh, gosh. I've never heard of any of your children, so <laughs> I'm guessing that's not a good thing, you know? So I was getting the impression that this – this is more than just what happens in our house. This is happening everywhere. Right. And he was just very impulsive. And he he wasn't mean. He would just do something and then look shocked that he'd done it. Like I didn't I didn't realize that yeah. if I punch somebody their nose would bleed. Right. Like yes. Or that I, you know, if I'm just swinging and playing that someone could get hurt or jumping on someone actually hurts them. Right. He was just Full, full into whatever he wanted to do at the moment. Right. And consequences just weren't there. And I know that's a maturity thing, but he he was different than right. just a well, little lag. And when he was a baby, he was your first. Mm-hmm. So you had no, you know, you have no frame of reference, really. Right, right. And then it's when you start getting him around in social situations, it's like, oh, wait, he is not like other mm-hmm. preschoolers. right. How did that make you feel as a mom? Oh, it was 
it was really discouraging. Um, before we had children, I read as many books as I could. Mm-hmm. I tried to plan. I got advice from people. I thought about the way I had been parented. And I just thought, I'm really well prepared for this, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he came along, and and I wasn't prepared at all. Yeah. And I was kind of angry about it at times. Yeah. And really discouraged. Like, I'm doing everything I know to do, and it's not working. Uh-huh. And I would ask friends, and they would give me, oh, here's what we do with our kids. And it's like, yeah, that doesn't work with my kid. Right. Like reward system or things like mm-hmm. that, or right. have a conversation, or do, yeah. Or just tell him, you're in bed for the night. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he was never in bed for the night. He would get up and Oh, all yes. My parents would come to visit, and one time my dad got up in the middle of the night to get something to drink and found Zach out on the couch watching cartoons. No. And he was like, Zach, I think you need to go back to your bed. He's like, oh, yeah, no, my, my parents think this is okay, <laughs> which of course we didn't. Right. But, and he functioned fine the next day. I mean, he was just... Just so much energy. hmm Yeah. So how, in those moments of, like, feeling discouraged, like, mm-hmm. these, the, the books that I'm reading are not applying here. The input I'm receiving from other parents is not applying. Like, mm-hmm. how did you find encouragement? Like, what did that look like? Um, Well, I did have one friend who was a little further down the parenting journey. Her daughter was about two and a half years older than Zach, and she she was a wild child like Zach was. Uh And she was um, starting to read about ADHD and um, consider that might be what was going on with her daughter. And she offered me some books and, and just said, you know, I don't know, but that's not everybody, but this might be helpful to you. Yeah. So that was that was a good step. Um, I prayed a lot. Yeah. Um, I would talk to my mom. She didn't have a lot to offer because she hadn't had that experience. Yeah. And so that was kind of. I, and some of it, I thought, well, maybe I'm just not consistent enough. Maybe I'm not applying the interventions the way they should be. Or right. I just need to do it more. Oh, yeah. And I didn't understand at the time that I needed to learn how to parent him rather than he respond to the parenting that I knew. Interesting. I didn't have that insight at that time. That's really interesting. And getting to know your child and what he needs. Mm -hmm. Right, because all the other kids had different needs that I was trying to model my parenting after their parents' parenting. Right. I was like, no wonder it doesn't work. That's not who he is. Right. So was the first time, did you know about ADHD? Like, I or, did, but I was of the mindset, I was a little dis- dismissive of it. Okay. Um, I thought they just needed better parenting or they needed better structure mm-hmm. or, you know. Mm-hmm. So I had my little um, preconceived snobbiness yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Preconceived notions, absolutely. Yes. So when your friend gave you that book, mm-hmm. and obviously you read it because that's your personality, like, right. I, will, <laughs> I will read the book. Mm-hmm. What did you think when you read it? I thought, yeah, this could be. This could be what's going on. Could be. So, yeah, yeah I, um, I started the conversation with our pediatrician to just say, what do you think? I think this might be something that we're dealing with. And, you know, at first she was like, 
I just think he's a fun kid. Okay. Like, yeah, but you don't live with him. You know, he's, uh-huh. he's fun for an appointment for 20 minutes, but he's not fun all the time. Um, and so, I mean, she didn't dismiss it, but she says, well, let's let's think about it. She says, maybe, why don't you try a play therapist mm-hmm. and see how that goes yeah. for you guys? Yeah. And then we'll talk about it at the next visit. And so that that started our our journey into that realm of treatment. Right. Did that? How did that feel to you? Well, um, the first the first plate therapist that we started with didn't work out so well, mm-hmm. uh, and it was more because of the way he structured our visits. He would have John and me and Zach all in the visit together. And Zach would be crawling all over us and grabbing breakables off the tables. And <laughs> I mean, there was no way to have a real conversation right, and right, do any right. kind of therapy. I was, right. It was a disaster. Um, but he was the f- first one to kind of put a, put a mirror to us of like, um, this is about parenting. This is not about Zach. And I was a little astonished by that. I was like, no, this is about fixing my kid. This is not about fixing us as parents. Right. And John and I had conversations about that. Like, what? what is going on? That Did he straight up say that? Like, um, Well, no, we got the gist of it in that what he was working on were our parenting skills rather than really spending a lot of time working with Zach. Okay, okay. I was like, hmm, okay, so that was my first clue. Um, but since we couldn't really do a whole lot in the sessions, we found another therapist where we had some meetings, just John and me with a therapist, and other meetings, just Zach with a therapist, mm-hmm. and every once in a while, all of us together to talk. And that worked so much better. Yeah. So that that was, um, I don't know, that was just a very instrumental point. And we took that information back to our pediatrician. And she said, okay, here, I've got some surveys. I'd like your therapist to fill it out. I want you guys to fill it out. I want his teachers at preschool to fill it out Mm -hmm. and bring it back and and we'll talk. And when I brought back all of the the data to her, she's like, hmm, yeah, looks like maybe we could start some medication. Wow. So that was in preschool before he started kindergarten? Right. Right before he started kindergarten. Okay. So it was... It was just a couple of weeks before he was about to start kindergarten, and I stayed home for the day to give him his first dose of medication. Oh, gosh. Because I was kind of nervous about it. Why Why were you nervous? I didn't know if it would change his personality. Right. I didn't know how he would feel. I didn't want him to feel dull or yeah. – yeah, I didn't want his personality to be lost. And that right. was some of my fears about it. I thought, oh, he's a great kid, and he's fun, and he's intelligent, and he's quick. And I just didn't want him to go around in a fog, which was the idea that I had that that might be how the medication would make him right, feel. Right, right. So I gave him his first dose, and he went back to our room, was laying on our bed, watching cartoons. And usually when he would be anywhere, he would be sitting on his head. He would be pulling <laughs> the chain on the ceiling fan with his uh-huh. toes. He would be karate chopping the pillows. I right. mean, it You don't sit and watch a show. It's like, I'm going to be, yes. He's everywhere. Yeah. And I went back and he was lying still on the bed watching the show. And I I realized at that moment that I had never seen him still. Whoa. Like ever. Whoa. He didn't sleep still. (laughs) He talked in his sleep. He, He tossed and turned. And he was actually still and watching the show. And I said, Zach, are you okay? He's like, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I know, 
I was like, I thought he was going to be like, uh, you know. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, I'm fine. You feel all right? Yep. Okay. And that was, you like, know. Is it, do you know about the brain? Like, is it is it the deal, like, their brain just is unable, like, or their body is not able to keep still? Is that, like, why the constant movement? The movement is kind of to burn off the energy or do a distraction so that they can focus on what they need to focus on. Okay. So in order for him to be able to track the show, Mm -hmm. he's got to be moving his body. Yeah. But then the medication helps him be able to focus on the show and not move his Mm -hmm. body. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. So those fears (laughs) about him, like his his personality being dulled, like, did you see that or not? Not at all. (laughs) No, no. Um, He was still, he still talked all the time. He still, you know, was fun and intelligent and wanted to read and wanted to learn and wanted to do all sports and play with people. And yeah, it just helped calm down the extra-ness of his activity. Yeah. So how do you think that affected him in school? Oh, wow. Well, leading up to that point, I felt like he was getting the reputation of being the bad kid. Mm -hmm. And I know once you're labeled like that, then people expect that of you even before you behave like that. Yes, yes. And sometimes that can be, you know, you can live into that expectation. I was afraid he was going to believe that about himself and then behave like that just as a default. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I think that helped protect him from getting into that cycle in school. Right. He was still the active kid, and he still got notes, you know, and he was still always talking. (laughs) I mean, you know, that was just him, but he wasn't hitting people or pushing people off the playground equipment or, you know. Yes, which is a big deal to you as a mom. It's like I – do not want you to be a danger to the people around you, you know? Exactly. And as we went on, you know, as we got into middle and later elementary school, and we'd have parent-teacher meetings, um, and we would mention that he had ADHD, and we wanted to know how how is he doing in school? Right. Is that affecting his his performance? Because, you know, all along we had to, to manage the dosage. Right. And is it lasting all day? And is it, you know, just those type of details. And as as he got older, they're like, he has ADHD. I'm like, yep, has had it. <laughs> you know, he's been on medication since kindergarten. Yeah. Like, we had no idea. I was like, well, that is the point. Right. That is that was our goal was for his behavior and his his ability to self regulate and manage himself um, moment to moment. It we've we've gotten there. Or oh we're my getting gosh. there. Yeah. So that that was very um, affirming. Yes. How, as as Zach got older, because obviously, you know, kindergarten, it's like a kindergartner doesn't really say, like, they don't really have a say in the medication they take. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How have y'all navigated that as he's gotten older? Um, he's never resisted taking it. Uh-huh. I think um, as he got older, he had more self-awareness of when I don't take my medication, I can't concentrate and, and perform as well as I Want would to. otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was never a problem. 
um, finding the right medication took a few trials, and all of the medications um, decreased their appetite, or at least the ones that we've used. Yes. And um, so that, that did add some elements of struggle, such as he wouldn't be hungry until 9 p.m., and we're ready for bed, and now he's hungry. Because it had worn off? Yes. And I was like, oh. So I had to talk to the pediatrician about that, and she's like, that's just how it's going to be. So we're going to come up with some healthy, high-calorie snacks you can have right. late at night so you don't have to you know, open the kitchen all back up right. and recook something. Is it something that, like, adults continue to take medication for? Like, mm-hmm. okay. yeah, he still takes medication. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it helps them with work and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, talk to me about how you've seen him, like, thrive. Like, mm. things mm-hmm. in his school or extra stuff. Like, how have you seen him thrive? Well, he's he has done well in school. He, um, mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to call him a high achiever, you could call him a high achiever. Yes. He, he's done very well. Um, he enjoyed sports. He was in the band. Yeah. He was in a leadership position in the band. I mean, do you feel like his ADHD has held him back in any ways? Um, no. I think it it took him on a few detours. Um, he had had a harder time learning how to manage having a phone than other kids oh, might. Oh, okay. Talk about that. I want to hear about that. He wanted to be on it all the time, like every minute he, and he really could study and be on it at the same time, but we didn't want that to be how it was. Really? Um, yeah. It was weird. Um, and at night, he, just because he didn't really need that much sleep, he would take it in his room and mm-hmm. just be on it all the time. Mm-hmm. So when we figured that out, then we had a place to park it every night before right. you went back to your room. Um, sometimes he would come out and get it. Oh, Even though it had been parked, you know, so Zach. No, I know. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Um, so, so there were some times when you would give him, you know, an opportunity to yes. show that he could handle something, and you'd go, hmm, "Yep, you're not ready for that yet." So yeah. we're going to back up a little and keep going. Thankfully, we didn't have we didn't have events around driving or around right. parties or. For the most part. Right. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Well, it's just interesting, the phone thing with, I wonder if with ADHD, that impulse control is not, like, is it? Mm -hmm. Right. So when it comes to a phone where everything is so easily accessible, it's like. Yeah. It's it's hard, actually, on your phone to, like, think twice before Mm -hmm. picking it up because it's so easy to pick up. Exactly. And if so. your meds have worn off about 9 o'clock at night, yes. then you don't have quite that, you know, self-control. Right. So, right. Yeah, that was one of the areas that took a little longer. Um, when he was in high school, he worked part-time um, at a restaurant. So he would get home kind of late and then have a lot of homework to do. And by that point, his medications had worn off. Mm-hmm. So I would stay up with him. Oh. And, you know, he, in high school. I know. Yeah. And oh, my gosh. Just to make sure, you know, and he, he asked for that. He's like, you know, can you just sit in here with me while I while I do my homework just so I can focus on it, stay on track. 
So we we did that for a while. We didn't do that the entire time. Right. But, um, you know, sometimes that was just part of the journey. Right. What about in college? That hasn't been a problem. Um, and I loved that we, you know, he had outgrown the pediatrician, so we found him a an adult physician before he left to get started on taking his medication. Mm-hmm. Um, but her requirement was that he also found a physician down at school to help him manage and check in huh, on. Huh, okay. And so um, we found him a doctor down there, and that ended up being the physician he has dealt with exclusively. Um, so he has to call him every month to get his medications. He has to get it refilled himself. Yeah. Um, has to go every few months for a check-in. So that's been good, and, and that has helped him learn the responsibility of keeping up with it. Right. And, you know, the first year he didn't have a car, so he'd have to bike to the doctor's office and then bike <laughs> over to the pharmacy, you know, and it was a, yeah. a, it wasn't close by. Yeah. So so um, in some ways it's kind of given him, like, ownership or responsibility, right? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Now, I know some parents feel like we're going to do the medication just during the school week, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. And on the weekends we're not going to – and I'm not sure why, like, I haven't, I'm not sure why the thinking would be on that, like, what your reasoning for that. Mm-hmm. But y'all are seven days a week? All year round. Yep. Why is that? Because his behavior is, I mean, you still have to focus. You still have to deal with people on the weekends. Uh-huh. I mean, how would you how would you sit through church and not be disruptive? Mm-hmm. How would you go on a retreat and not irritate everybody. Uh-huh. You know, it, it could not only bother other people, but just damage his relationships. And I didn't want that to be part of his story. Right. I want him to have good, consistent, healthy relationships, not ones that are great Monday through Friday, but Saturday and Sunday, you know, are just right. not worth it. Right. And that's also when you would play sports or you might have homework on the weekends. There's just things you know, life doesn't stop Saturday and Sunday, and it mm-hmm. doesn't stop in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I worked all the time, so I, I couldn't deal with a kid who was up all night long and all day right. and bouncing off the walls. I wouldn't have been able to function. Right, right. So it was, it was yeah, a I mean, family decision. Yeah, it's not just for the teacher or the authority figure, but it's like your peers pick up on the fact that, like, I don't really want to play with you because you always take my toy and you like those kinds of things. Right. Like it matters for social reasons too, you know? Um, Okay. If you could go back and tell yourself something, you know, when Zach was either a little baby or when you were pregnant with Zach, what would you say? I think one of the biggest lessons I learned was that you need to learn how to parent this child and not the child that you think you're going to have. Mm-hmm. Or the child that you expect to have. Mm-hmm. So I would tell that to myself. I also might tell myself that your prayers will be answered in ways that you can't imagine and you're probably not going to like. <laughs> um, oh, man. Yeah. Like what? Like, Well, I mean, I think there was a time when I would pray for patience and I thought it would just be like Jesus magic, and I would have patience, <laughs> right? Rather than you're going to go through experiences 
that will teach you how to be patient. Or you're you're gonna be you're gonna learn how to be calm because the other way of acting is not gonna work out so well. Yes. Okay, so the Debbie I know today is very calm and very like steady. Mm-hmm. Have you always been that way? No. No. <laughs> no. Um when when John and I went home to tell my parents that we were planning to get married, <laughs> my dad um said openly, "Are you sure? Do you do you know all about her personality because she's a little intense and um she's very driven and you know, he's like, "We need to have full disclosure here because there's no coming back and saying you didn't tell me." Right. Your dad's like, this is who you're marrying. So uh-huh. are you sure about this? Yeah. Wow. Which was kind of funny. Yeah. So yeah, I was I was a little intense. So probably like Zach, having Zach as your child. Oh, yeah. It it was changed crazy you. making. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Changed you. Absolutely changed me. Yes. This is this is much a story of God changing me as us being a formative force in Zach's life. Um, You know, all the things that I didn't know that I needed or the areas I didn't know that I needed growth in, parenting Zach has really had an impact on those areas. So I think I've become more of who I'm supposed to be because I was Zach's mom. I'm so thankful. Yeah. So the idea that, you know, this is this is messy and it's going to be okay. We're going to learn this together. We're going to try, we're going to fail, we're going to try again. Mm-hmm. And we're going to seek professionals and people with expertise. Um so I think it it's as much a journey in humility as anything. Yes. Did you just get to the place of like I just have to do I have to reach out because I cannot manage this. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is so, I mean, the parenting journey always can feel so much like that, even mm-hmm. because there is so much of it that it's, you're just not in control. Right. It's unpredictable. It's, and you can't contain everything. Like you just can't. And I don't think you're supposed to. No. No, I mean, how we do you like learn to about think. community yeah. and how do you learn about, you know, what people have to speak into your life for you if you don't share, if you're not uh-huh. vulnerable? Yes. Um, anytime it comes up in any conversation anywhere and people start to talk about therapy, I, I try to always interject, oh, we've been to therapy multiple times throughout our lives and it is amazing. Right. And it is so worthwhile and I highly recommend it. Right. Because there's a lot of people who think you know, there's something wrong about going to therapy, or if I admit that I need it, that I'm weak, or that I'm not very smart. Absolutely. We don't want to accept that something doesn't feel right. Like, Mm -hmm. we don't want to accept that. We want to keep barreling forward and thinking, we're good, we're good, we're good, I got this. Yeah. And, you know, so that, to to go to therapy can feel like I'm, Yeah, how did I get here? I, I have messed up. And, yeah. We all are in places where we are like, we all need help. We all need, you mm-hmm. know. Do you feel the same kind of idea of like about medication? Like like 
if you have to take medication, it means something is something is not right with you. Does that make sense? Right. Um, I don't think I have that mindset, and maybe it's because I'm in the medical field. Right. You know, that I think medication can be a great tool. Right. So um, as long as it's the right medication for the right purpose. Right. And it's not medication instead of other things that could be done. Right. If it's part of a holistic plan, then yes, I think like it's, it's not just medication, but we also mm-hmm. had other strategies. Oh, right. For Zach, the therapy and and strategies at home and all of that. It wasn't just medication. Right. Teaching them how how do you self-organize? How right. do you stay on top of things? How do you make sure you turn things in on time and do it yourself so that I'm not your overseer all the time. Yeah. You know, well, he's got to go to college right. and figure out and get a job and yeah. have a life and manage a budget. And, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I want you to expand a little bit more on mm-hmm. parenting the child, not that you, like, dreamed of or mm-hmm. the child that you thought, but the child that God mm-hmm. gave you. Like, how did that expand on that? I mean, I guess it was kind of like banging your head against the wall because the things I knew and the kid that Zach was— just didn't, they didn't mesh. They didn't Mm. work. And it was after reading, it was reading a lot of books. There were some amazing books that we were given. And I would see, I could see in the stories how I could apply this in my life. And I would try it and it would work. And it was like, oh. So it wasn't that Zach was broken and it wasn't that I was inept it was that we hadn't found the path that we could go down together well. Hmm. Um, one of our, the, the therapists that we spent the most time with, he had a sign in his waiting area that said, prepare your child for the path rather than the path for your child. With, knowing that this would be something that he would deal with probably most of his life, we didn't want to set it up where he had an excuse all the time for his behavior or he didn't have to meet expectations because he wasn't capable. That would be preparing the path for the child. We wanted it to be where whatever you're going to face and whatever mm. you're going to be expected to do, you're going to be able to accomplish it. Mm. So what are the tools? What is the plan? What are the strategies that we need to put in place now to get down the road and and find that place. Yeah, and help you move forward. Mm -hmm. Independently. That is so good. What that looks like for Zach is different. For, you know, like, no, every parent has to look at their kid and go, what does this child need to thrive in the world? Mm -hmm. And every child needs something different. Right. And what's a realistic expectation for that kid? Yeah, because you know, everybody has their own strengths and their own bent and their own personalities. So rather than fight against those, try and find ways to amplify those things. Mm-hmm. Celebrate mm-hmm. them. Yeah. That's great. Okay, anything else? Just not to lose hope. Yeah. Because when you're in the middle of it, you think today is like every day is going to be forever. I know. And well, there there had to have been days early on where you felt like just really bad. Yeah, 
beaten down, beaten down, angry, this frustrated. Is, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah. Which is just the the truth of parenting. We have mm-hmm. days where we're just like, but this is not. That's not the end. Zach is oh, no. a thriving adult. Yes, he's about to graduate from college. Is he's engaged. Engaged. Has a job <laughs> lined up with a fantastic engineering firm here in the area. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, has friends and is kind and it's all the, you know, so it's like you're not. But imagine if you would have been able to see that when you had a three-year-old. Right. You probably would have, there's no way. How could this be? Exactly. We often make parenting about what our kids need to work on or grow in. And I wonder if God's plan has a lot more to do with us as parents being changed than changing our kids. My personal best example of this is that I am someone who loves being efficient, effective, and busy. (laughs) Like a good day for me is a day that I have accomplished a lot of things. A lot of things have been checked off my list. Like that is a great day for me. And I remember having Warren as a baby and he was a baby. So like his naps were, you know, somewhat unpredictable And he needed me for a lot of things because he was a baby. And because of that, my list of things that I could possibly get accomplished in a day significantly shrunk. And at some point, I sort of had this like identity crisis, I would say. Like, how can I get all this stuff done if Warren isn't napping? And then the bigger question became, and who am I? Where is my value if I can't get all this stuff done? And the truth is, Warren didn't need to do anything different. He wasn't the one that needed to change. I needed to change. And what God has done in me through my children is shown me that my value is not in what I get accomplished in a day. It's not. And that continues to be a lesson that I am reminded of on a daily basis. Like, okay. I did not get all the things checked off my list. I am still a child of God and loved. So like Debbie, God has done a lot in me through parenting. I look back at my life prior to children and there's a lot that came to the surface. But that's one of the great gifts of parenting, right? It is a journey with ups and downs. Um, And if your struggles are similar to Debbie's, I hope this episode reminded you that you are not alone. You are not alone and you are going to get through this. Thank you, my friends, for listening. If you would take a few seconds to rate, review, or share this podcast, that would be so, so helpful for me. I appreciate you and I will talk to you next time.